The 21st of June 2019 marked 12 years since the intervention was launched by the Howard government and then continued by consecutive Labor governments before the coalition regained office. The intervention continues today under the front of Stronger Futures. On the 12-year anniversary, Barbara Shaw and Elaine Peckham, along with other Aboriginal voices, created an open letter to the Federal Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, Ken Wyatt. I recently spoke with former Family Court Chief Justice Alistair Nicholson about the open letter and the push for change. It was a decision taken by people who were very much involved in the campaign against the intervention, including myself, uh, late Malcolm Fraser, and uh, a group called Concerned Australians in Melbourne who have been very active in, in pursuing the, the cause, and, uh, and various other, other people that uh, we've worked with. There's John Altman, a well-known academic who's worked in this area, and Jeff McBullough, the media person who's also very passionate about it. We've worked together and we decided to, on, on the occasion of the 12th anniversary of what we regard as a most unfortunate event, uh, we thought it was time to reactivate the complaint and concern about it. For you, you said you're, you're opposed to the intervention. Why are you opposed to the intervention? What negative impacts have you seen it have over these 12 years? <sighs> Well, you could go back to the start and say I was opposed on the grounds that I thought it was a suspension of the Racial Discrimination Act was a disgrace. Uh, I thought the sending of the army was a disgrace. And uh, I was very doubtful, uh, as were my colleagues, about uh, the bona fides of the government in doing it. I think that the events that have occurred since have pretty well supported that view. The only... Uh, but the other real concern that we later developed was that when the Labor government came to power, it rebranded uh, the activity as Stronger Futures, but it continued basically with what had gone before, with some modifications. We didn't have the army running around anymore, but uh, it really was a, very much a papering over of the situation. Indeed, it took them a long time to restore the uh, uh, provisions of the Racial, Racial Discrimination Act. We're left with all sorts of... Uh, Hangovers from that time, the destruction of the effective destruction of local administration involving Aboriginal people and the imposition in effect of uh, other forms of administration in which they don't have any say, the alcohol bans that are largely gone now, but various other things like uh, the business in relation to money and uh, controlling their, their income and their expenditure and so on is, is I think, racist and uh, I think it's appalling. And we don't think that anything has really been achieved by the intervention and by the measures that have been taken. If one looks at uh, all the uh, surveys, things have not improved since that time in, in many areas. We think it's time the people were properly consulted about the sort of arrangement how they want to carry out their lives, that education is another area that uh, has been interfered with in, you know, I think, a very unfortunate way. But the whole concept seems to me to run contrary to the principle of recognising Indigenous people, which we did in supporting the UN Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People. In your opinion, then, essentially, the intervention hasn't delivered positive uh, impacts, essentially. Do you think it's essentially failed, then? I think it's essentially failed. I mean, one of the prime reasons the government gave for it was to deal with the issue of sexual abuse. Well, if you uh, look at the evidence, many of the sort of wilder claims that were made about pornographic rings and various sorts of things never stood up to proper examination. Of course, unfortunately, there's a level of sexual abuse throughout both white and Aboriginal communities, but in our view, no worse in one than the other. There are obvious difficulties in the Aboriginal communities, particularly in relation to poverty and conditions in which they live and education. And uh, we don't think the, there's any evidence that the uh, intervention did anything about that. 
we're very hopeful with a new minister responsible at the federal level and one who is an Indigenous person that there might be a complete change of approach. And and speaking on move, looking forward then, what, what changes do you think need to happen within this space in, in order to actually have, you know, meaningful impact with Aboriginal people? You mentioned Aboriginal involvement. These are the people affected. They are the people who ought to be involved. And uh, I'm not... I don't want to start prescribing what ought to happen. I'd be wanting to talk to them to talk about what what they think should happen. It seems to be that that's the proper starting point, and after that we can work out ways in which we can help them. But uh, to give them the responsibility is what I regard as absolutely necessary. So within this open letter, though, what what are some of the things that were revealed from some of the people that they would like to see changes? Is it completely scrapping uh, stronger futures? Yes, I believe so. I believe that's the general that's the general view, and I think we're addressing some of the real issues. Like uh, all this started off talking about protecting children, but appalling levels of uh, incarceration of children, Aboriginal children in the in the Northern Territory uh, and in Western Australia in particular. It's it's only in these areas that children in the bracket ten to fourteen seem to finish up in custody, and nearly all of them are are indigenous. And I think that's a national disgrace because after all, the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child provides that, uh, that no child shall be guilty of any criminal offence under the age of fourteen, and yet we happily go on with with the preservation of these. Uh, uh, of these, what I think are barbaric principles. There are so many areas you, you can sort of keep going and, and, and see difficulties everywhere. It's time, I think, that we rethought how we did these things and that we stopped dictating from Canberra or Darwin, for that matter, and really talk to the people. One of the one of the issues that really disturbed me was when the Stronger Futures program went into effect. That was preceded by a so-called consultation. We made careful examination of uh, the way in which the con- consultation was held. It became obvious that it was not a consultation at all. The people were just told what was going to happen and uh, attempts were made to get them to endorse it, which they rarely did. So it seems to me that the real starting point is to go back to square one, start really talking to the people and start giving them proper representation. Now, but issues like treaty, for example, would be an avenue to do this. And uh, it seems to me that uh, that would be uh, very productive if we were to do so. Do you think now, again, is an important time, not only because, obviously, uh, to discuss this, not only because we do have a, a federal minister for Indigenous Affairs, but as we know, the, the Productivity Commission is, is going around now and actually asking people and organisations around the nation to you know, be a part of that process of evaluating how government policies are impacting Indigenous Australians. Uh, obviously, yeah, well, that's a start. Yeah. Obviously, the, the intervention would definitely be one where we can, you know, obviously have a lot of valuable input from the mob that have been impacted by that. I agree with that, and that, that, that's, that, that's, that is a good opportunity, and so that's another hopeful sign, I would have thought. Obviously, this is 12 years on, like we were saying. Are you hopeful moving forward in addressing this and making those changes? I would not go so far as to say I'm hopeful, but uh, I believe that there's a greater appreciation in the Australian community about the problems that we have and that they're not really solved by white-imposed principles from elsewhere. So I'm hopeful in that sense. And I think eventually common sense has got to prevail. We've had a long history of it not prevailing in this area, but uh, uh, there are signs here and there that... Uh, Things are happening. There's some moves towards, for example, treaty uh, treaty in Victoria and some other states. But I think there are hopeful signs, but I think that we've still got a long way to go.